0: So I reiterate here: the bill
1: is dead.
2: The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free. Hey, hey! This is Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin, and I actually I just realized this is like the the perfect week for Ho Ho. Oh, oh, yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah, it is. It's Christmas. I, I, oh, mean, ho, ho. I, I assume you're celebrating. Uh, this is Muhammad Magdi. Yeah. I'm assuming sure you're celebrating uh, Christmas as a good practicing movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm celebrating
0: it by not eating. <laughs> it's my Ramadan now because I'm fucking broke. How
2: do people <laughs> how do
0: people find you online? Uh, At the other Muhammad on Instagram and on Patreon. I just actually, I can plug something real quick. I just put up my Comedy Central set. On the Patreon. Uh, I shot it in Dubai three years ago. Three Three years years ago. I just got a
2: hold of it. He just found it.
0: Yeah, I just literally, I just found it. That's true. I asked them many times to send it to me. They ignored me. So I just found it online, taped it, and put it up on Patreon. So for $5, you can watch it. So add uh, the other Muhammad on Patreon.
2: That's awesome. If you want to check out our Patreon, it's uh, patreoncom pod. I'll put the link in the description. Um, it's really good. There's two reasons to get on the Patreon. Number one is you, we've got really good bonus episodes. Oh yeah. We've been doing stuff that we don't feel that comfortable putting out <laughs> uh, Talking about the backstory for the riff and why we interviewed Nuri and all. Basically, that. if you want evidence against us, get on the yeah, Patreon. Yeah, go to prison if you. If yes. Patreon gets that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other reason is you just want to support us. But we, we, we've just opened it up. If we get to once we get to 100 subscribers. Is we're going to do a big upgrade of the podcast equipment. So uh, we're going to get M7 Shure mics. It's like top range podcasting. We want to do the best quality show we can, and you can help us make that happen on Patreon. So appreciate it a lot. And we're recording today at Aftermath, uh, which is the awesome bar on Wyndham Street. Thank you massively to Kyle and Alicia. They've been for having, having us here, here for quite Kyle a while. As well. Kyle and Alicia,
0: awesome bar. As soon as the bars are open again, come hang out here.
2: Yeah, it's such a tough time for bars, and this is... This is the best live house in Hong It really is, so yeah. So come down here, listen to a band, listen to some comedy. It is fantastic. The aftermath. We. Um, also, number one question I get, hands down, mm. and you'll know this, yeah. is what is the last thing said in the intro music? Oh, yeah. Number one question. <laughs> so yeah. like, if you haven't figured it out, number one is Carrie Lamb. We Lam- are bread! So, right, so, so, so number one is Carrie Lam saying uh, something The about, bill is dead. Yeah, right. And then number two is... Chris Patton, his last speech as governor of Hong Kong. And then the third one is yeah. a very animated protester screaming, we are brave. <laughs> bread. Yeah, people thought it was bread, people thought it was bad. I'm like, come on, that's not a native English speaker. You don't have to rub his face in it. He's, he's obviously upset about something. Um, so yeah, I, I, maybe I'll put the link in the description for that. But he's saying, we are brave. It's a guy in the street. Um, I am extremely excited about today's guest. We've got Sarah Tang with us. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm hey good. hey! <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me here.
2: Uh, I just we, I'm very excited to have you on because the reason you know you you've you've been brought in here is because you are a certified sex educator and pleasure coach. Yes. Can you confirm?
1: I can confirm that. I also like to call myself a sexologist. That's badass. Nice. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Do you it have a business like card that says sexologist
1: on it? Yeah, I do. Oh, I, I, I want to see one. Yeah. <laughs> I, it sounds like I make some funny cocktails. Yeah, I was right. right? I, that's
2: exactly <laughs> I was like can rolled up <laughs> sleeves, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a little band around the arm.
0: You make them with, like, I don't know, dildos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's just mixing a <laughs> <her laughs> margarita exactly. with a big D. <laughs> instead of an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like it's not going to stop the rain. But, um that's I am. That's yeah. Very all fascinating. Of those. Well, all I want—I want to just because you have a pretty awesome uh stuff that you're working on, so I want to let everyone know you are the host of the Better in Bed podcast, yes. which I've listened to. It's very cool. Awesome. Makes me feel very inferior. I'm
1: so glad. <laughs> no, I'm—I'm I'm very, very. <laughs> I gotta get on that. Reason. Yeah. Um, and I love supporting other local podcasters as well. Um, Thank you. Oh, I I, mean, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was <laughs> about the sex. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, okay, right, okay. Well, we've got to talk more about that (laughs) in a bit. You you
2: also founded Passionately Yours Mm -hmm. boutique selling sex toys?
1: Yeah, that was in 2011. I don't really run that anymore, but it Mm. was part of my journey of, I guess, like sex education and learning about what people really needed um, in terms of sex. I, I worked very much with women, hosting a lot of workshops. For them and uh, listening to all of their questions, their grievances, everything <laughs> 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 about oh boy. sex. So I guess I collected a lot of first-hand information. I uh, bet. Yeah.
2: yeah, I can only imagine. Really, literally imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've been on rthk 3 global documentary, Sex in the City. You have an yeah. audio guide for getting better in bed, which Mo desperately needs to listen to. <laughs> yes, you. yes. Uh, you're a coach. Why we and brought you, brought you got a big
1: blog. You got a big blog as well. Yes, I do. Thank you for Just doing all that <laughs> research and. <laughs> yeah, well Who's on your website? It's probably you know? like, <laughs> yeah, your <laughs> website. Exactly. have one page. Yeah. yeah. Sherlock
2: Holmes <laughs> over here. <you> know, <laughs> they're like literally looking at your website right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're not from Hong Kong. You're from Singapore. Yeah. Um, and uh, tell me about that a little bit. Like you, I, I saw you mentioned on your website that you uh, grew up in a bit of a religious family.
1: I did. I did. Like, so c- I Catholic or Christian? Uh, Christian. Christian. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a pr- pretty Catholic yeah. family. Yeah. Very, um, well. How conservative? Very conservative.
0: Yeah, I so. mean, I come from a Muslim background, <laughs> so the conservative match might be kind of tight. <laughs> like for us, yeah. For yeah. us, it's like no sex before marriage. That's yeah. a big no-no. No dating, really. Yeah, that was the uh, same. Oh, it's okay. So that was the same. all right. Yeah. yeah,
1: and no skirts uh, above the knee. Oh, see, no he, as a man, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a man in I age, mean, he had to look, wear a skirt. If you look above at the the my <laughs> leg, there
0: is a good reason for no, yeah. no skirts above the knee. It's yeah. very hairy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, no pop music, no dancing, no fun.
2: Oh, geez. Okay, you're yeah. actually you're winning that conservative match yeah. now. Yeah, okay. they are big on dancing over there. Yeah, we are. <laughs> How big a role did, do you think that played in... in Huge. Yeah, big Huge. role?
1: Yeah, um, because I think that I grew up, well, in an Asian, very conservative uh, upbringing. And then I obviously also had a very religious upbringing as well. And I was, you know, I had a severe case of good girl syndrome <laughs> for like about... 18 years (laughs) Me too Uh, (laughs) Do you you come from a big family? Uh, No Um, I mean in Singapore They don't really have that big families Mm. I guess It's a bit like Hong Kong Um, Me and my brother Mm. Um, And we grew up in the church I I did everything that my parents asked me to You know Went to Sunday school um, Got good grades All of that and then I think around 18, like, it all started going wrong <laughs> because I discovered sex. <laughs> and it was when I started, I think rebelling and also questioning um, a lot of why, why certain beliefs were you know placed on me, like why couldn't I do something that I felt was very natural right. um, and normal. And I felt all of the guilt, all of the shame. So it took me actually a very, very long time to get over it Um, because when I first started being sexually active around 17, 18, I, I actually was with a non-Christian boyfriend. Oh mm. God. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Hey yeah. Yes, someone who was going to hell. Infidel. <laughs> not the same place yeah, that yeah. I was yeah. going. Yeah, really? The other hell. He's gonna go to hell. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> um, and that caused me to question a, a lot of things, and uh, not just my faith, but just everything about the way I. He was must have been great. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: <I'm> like, <laughs> I never had sex with someone that was like. Yeah, maybe what? I don't believe in God.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> not just that. Maybe I going to take that up as a profession. I want to talk to people about <laughs> yeah. how good this <laughs> is <laughs> for the <laughs> next fifteen <laughs> years and
2: be like, <laughs> <laughs> "That was so good. This is going to define my professional career." <laughs> well, you know, the, I'm going to tell everyone is, to do that. Indeed,
1: but <laughs> the thing is, I felt terrible about it. So it felt good, of course. Yeah. But then after. Every time we would fool around, afterwards, I would literally get down on my knees and... You're supposed Ray. to do that during... No, sorry. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. that
1: yeah. That one was coming. <laughs> 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 so
0: oh, boy. This Canadians podcast like sucks eon. and blows. <laughs> yeah, thank
2: you. <laughs> I was like... At one point, I was like, okay, I've got to get me and Mo to yeah. try... To, to be, be adults. Yeah. yeah, no. Try not to be eight-year-old boys. <laughs> just, for, just for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was life And, and do you, did it have A lot of a change To your life At that moment Or did you I mean you must have been Studying or something I guess Yeah
1: well I mean That was the other I guess narrative In my life So besides sort of The guilt and shame From Christianity You had the Parental pressure To perform As like a You know A good Asian Daughter Right Or kid And in, in Asia Sort of the narrative Is you know you You're your chief objective as a kid is to study. That's it. All you have to do is study and you don't have any boyfriends or anything because that would mean
0: distraction. Your studies yeah. would
1: like deteriorate because you can't have a boyfriend and study at the same time. Mm. Um, so you had to study all the way till maybe... I mean My parents said, you know, you can maybe start dating after you graduate from university and then after that, we want mm. <laughs> you to get married and then it's kids. Right. So that's like the that's so the
2: traditional Asian, route, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or the Asian sort of upbringing. You're like, where do
2: threesomes fit into this? Yeah. <laughs>
1: no,
2: <it just> <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a gap year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have gap years in Singapore. We, uh, yeah, we just study. That really seems hard. very unSingaporean. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. very unSingaporean. Yeah. That seems
0: very Australian. Exactly. You yeah. see them yeah. all around Bali. We're on a gap decade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm
2: into my second gap decade you now. Actually.
1: <laughs> 2020 feels like a gap year to uh,
2: be on. I was just yeah. listening yeah. to yeah. A, a podcast that <laughs> We're <laughs> supposed to be on a farm. Yeah, I, I was just
0: listening to a podcast, someone suggested that next year is just gonna be year one. Yeah. And you're like, let's just
2: start year Rest one. The clock.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> reset the clock.
2: It's yeah. a good idea. So yeah. what where what was the path from mm. you know, I should be graduated at some point yeah. and to did did you stay in Singapore or did you leave at that point?
1: No, I actually studied I went to college in the US and um, my college was in the Bay Area in california awesome wow yeah it was it was one of the best times of my life but when i got there my little singaporean mind was just blown every single day because it was like my eyes were opened and Mm. you know i met so many people that i guess i wouldn't have met in my little bubble in singapore you know you know in in california i was like gay people trans people queer people and and I'm sure there were gay people in my church and in my my Christian (coughs) school, but, you know, they never came out. They never were out there and, and, you know, really owned their identity. So I just met all this huge, diverse range of people. And it was actually in college in in the U.S. that I first studied um, human sexuality. It's just one of the classes that I just happened to take because it sounded really interesting and because I had a personal interest in sex.
0: Dumb question number one. Mm. How many days into your stay in San, uh, San Francisco when you had your first orgy?
1: Oh, I. you know what? I had a boyfriend. so
2: inappropriate.
1: <laughs> no,
0: because she's talking about like you know how open San Francisco is. Yeah. So in my head, I've never been there, but in my head, it's just like the movies. The Everyone is just in a the, mansion. fucking. A little <laughs> Egyptian back in
2: the <laughs> in five minutes. Please, there's a lightning in the room. <laughs> hey, Where is she? I mean, it's her job, okay?
1: <laughs> um, I wish I had more orgies, I, I must say but oh. I w- had a Singaporean boyfriend oh. before I went to- uh,
2: <laughs> You can hear the <laughs> disappointment in
0: my I voice. Yeah. Before I went he to literally, college. literally,
2: he said before this, he goes, I can't talk about sex, my parents listen to this. <laughs> <boy."> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about her, <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, not me. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. just a guy who's asking but questions. San Francisco, even <laughs> at that time, had a, a pretty vibrant gay community, Of right? course, of mm. course.
1: In fact, one of the questions, um, the first questions my roommates asked me were like, they were like, you've never made out with someone of the same sex. Shocking. Like they were just shocked. Oh, that's an old college boy (laughs) (laughs) treatment. I was like, like, oh, okay. I was feeling like, I was like, I needed to like make up for lost time, I felt. Um, So I guess that was very mind opening for me. And that's what started me on this journey um, towards, I guess, seeing sex as a topic that you could study. and then I went back to Singapore after college.
2: I bet your parents were like, I <laughs> should have sent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it to Houston.
1: Yeah, I mean, I must say it was actually a, a mistake. I moved back for for love. Um, oh, yeah, wow. You, have, you ever done stuff like that? Wait, so you nope. stayed
0: with the same...
1: Yeah, I stayed oh, with the okay. same guy. It was yeah. still... Um, and it, doesn't, it didn't last more than about six months. And then I was stuck in Singapore for a couple of years. Um... But uh, then I moved to Hong Kong after about five years in Singapore. And that's where I also started to develop my, I guess, like um, speaking and writing about sex. So I, I started a, a blog. I've always uh, written about kind of sex. At first, it was just my own personal <laughs> adventures. Mm. But then I started writing just more about sexual topics Um I also met a woman who I guess was my first mentor. In sort of like, uh, she was a sexologist um, and she was studying for her PhD in sexology and uh, we became very fast friends um, when I first moved to Hong Kong. And as a result, she was the one that sort of inspired me and mentored me to start Passionately Yours, which was um, selling toys.
2: And was there a transition from another industry into, into this?
1: No, it was uh, hands-on learning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, were you wor- When you first came to Hong Kong, were you yes. working in another industry? Oh,
1: yes. I've always actually had two parallel tracks to my um, career. So I've had the sex stuff, and then I've had sort of more marketing and branding, um, sort of working with agencies. Um, so I've kind of like dipped in and out of them. I-, I still do some marketing and branding projects here and there now, freelance. Um, but... I used to work at an agency, and about two years ago, I actually got laid off. And that was like the final straw for me. I was like, okay, I'm fuck this. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm allowed to say Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, we, we're this talking this pretty uh, graphically <laughs> about <laughs> sex.
0: <laughs> like, I just asked about the orgy, <laughs> so sorry, that yeah. <laughs> door is <laughs> wide open. I, I mean,
1: yeah, thank I'm you. Sorry, I'm sorry, they were not fucking at the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always good to ask. Cuddling at the orgy. Yeah. Um,
2: um,
1: so I was like, you know, fuck this corporate bullshit and that was when i started studying for you know, that's
2: an interesting recurring theme that yeah. we just seem to land on all the time is exactly yeah. is yeah. have made this transition into their passion mm-hmm. um yeah. and just you know how w- what the catalyst for that is and how great it is and i think people love to hear about that as well yeah. even without the sex just the idea that you can make the thing that you really enjoy doing become you know yes. your focus yeah professionally yeah yeah and was it pretty liberating to make that shift
1: uh, it, I mean, it, can be it scary was scary in some scary, ways right um but it was it was liberating and it, in some ways i felt like i'd been building up to it for like the past decade you know these as i said pockets of when i would jump into sort of doing more sex stuff and then you know jump back into corporate and then jump back but i i feel like this current jump is yeah. like the last time that I will I don't think I'll work for another corporate again
2: if we're talking about feeling. yeah <laughs> we, we both just got laid off from <laughs> yeah.
1: oh you did <laughs> oh yeah oh, okay yeah if we're talking or about like a turning things American company. Oh, right. if we're talking okay. about
0: turning things we enjoy into career dumb mm. question number two how do I turn Watching a lot of porn into a career. Oh my God,
1: why did I have you <laughs> <co-host? laughs> Oh God! You don't have to answer that. No, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't know. Is it, is it a career? No, yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Can it be? Can it be? I think you would have figured it out by now.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess you could make it. You could make the porn, right? That could be a career.
0: I was choice. saying watching porn. Oh I know my. where my strength is. Watching, you, okay. not watching, not making porn. <laughs> you <Okay>. consume that? <laughs> no, not without <laughs> you hijab. You seem to support anything <laughs> that you put on my. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't go on my would Patreon.
1: It? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if you could earn like ad dollars and stuff for that? If you like, I watch so much porn and you can show me ads as part of that. Oh, you know, they make Coca-Cola make condom? Or yeah, like they make my <laughs> penis grow like 10 inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Look how th- strong my left arm is. Yeah, and then yeah. I
1: get money for it. That would be a good money. There
2: you go. That's also. why you get top bucks. Right, right. and then yeah. you
1: have viewers, right? So you have so many eyeballs on porn. Anyway, you know what's yeah. funny
2: is like... Cause one of our backgrounds is making online videos, like comedy videos. Oh, okay. But
1: not sexual. But, <laughs> but, but, but thank you for thinking that's <laughs> possible. But the comedy is quite sexual in some ways. You, you know, know what? No when I do it.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you've seen this. But, um, <laughs> but it, it's what always was funny to me is that you can make, a, there's various platforms in which you'll get certain levels that'd be pretty good and like we had mama who, who was pretty popular we were getting mm. tens of millions of hits on videos awesome. but like the worst porn video has like a hundred million <laughs> yeah. views on it
1: oh really? yeah oh yeah oh, View counts
2: on porn are like oh like yeah so much bigger than any other platform oh
1: i'm sure and you know it's gone up this year so yeah, it's skyrocketed no yeah. this
2: so year. I just read... I just read don't
0: know stuck that. <laughs> <Yeah>. I just <laughs> read that Pornhub <laughs> just purged 80% of its content like in the last yeah, week. Yeah, th-
1: I saw that. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I did. And that I think it's because they've come under fire for... Uh, Unverified
2: users yeah. having child abuse and trafficking yes. and stuff like yes. that. Which yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's good yeah. that they're policing it. Funnily yeah. enough, actually, here's a connection for mm-hmm. you. One of the first comedians that, we, that was in the scene in Shanghai went to college with the founders of Pornhub and used to make money. She's a writer. She used to make money scripting porn. She's, oh. she's a comedian and Does she'd write the script for the porn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would make a lot of sense because the scripts are pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, know.
2: I bet we're funny. I don't know
1: How would you like your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: like, no, really, we want you to clean the pool. Like we actually <laughs> want you to clean the pool. <laughs> 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 the pool's disgusting. We keep having <laughs> sex <sense> in it. <laughs> um so I what what is the sex uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What is sex like in Hong Kong for locals and mm-hmm, expats? And, mm-hmm. and what was your focus initially? Was it working mm-hmm. with people that were local or people that were from the expat community?
1: I, I think I work with anyone who approaches me. And of course, because a lot of my platforms are online. Um, so there's a big Instagram following and obviously a podcast as well is listened by um, the listeners come from all over the world. Big, Mm. big representation from Hong Kong, obviously. But um, from all over, U.S. is probably another big, big market as well. So I get clients from everywhere. But of course, I think I personally have a passion for working with people, whether they're Asian or or whatever origin, uh, national origin I think I have a passion for working with people who come from a very culturally conservative upbringing because it's something that I dealt <laughs> with myself. <laughs> right and here. I said, you know, I developed a lot of the tools to help myself just overcome you know guilt and shame around sex so sometimes i think i feel like i have more empathy for people who are from that uh sort of background as well and uh, i really really enjoy working um with people like that but of course it's it's really a broad range um do you
0: get couples coming to you together for Mm -hmm. for for help
1: yes how
0: often is that just, you know, yeah. my imagination is that even if there is a, an obvious problem, it might be hard for a couple to be like, all right, we need to see someone. I'm terrified of your imagination. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think obviously the hardest part is taking the first step to admit there's yeah. a problem. Right? Yeah. And that's with any kind of coaching or therapy. Um, if, you, if a couple can make that step, obviously that's already a, a big leap for them. Mm. Um but then obviously when they come there's so many different issues. I guess like what I've seen a lot of um this year uh, yeah. as well for relationships. Uh, you know, COVID has really I would say is is the the biggest magnifier and accelerator of any kind of relationships I know. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I've right? seen a lot
2: of couples break up. Yeah.
1: Exactly. If there's something, you know, if you don't have a good foundation as yeah. a couple, this, this is year a real test is gonna be a huge test yeah if you have a strong foundation however you know it I've also seen couples really thrive in this year as well like uh, you know they they say that you have uh, what is it uh, COVID divorces and corona babies like that's the uh, um, that's like kind of like the um, output <laughs> of like a Of a good crisis, I guess. But um, I've seen couples who kind of like they, you know, in the face of crisis or in the face of adversity, they develop, you know, coping strategies where they check in more with each other, where they try, you know, they make more effort and they commit to each other to make their relationship better. And they actually thrive as well. So i have seen both. Um, Yeah, it's been good for me. Yeah. (laughs) Has right, a genuine Hazard? statement. That's, that, but that's great. Is it, and why, why has that been? Uh, I
2: travel a lot normally. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. I travel, you know, sometimes pretty commonly twice a week or right. once, once a week. It's okay. And uh, I got really little kids, so yeah. just... I guess like being around the house and and I I get more of an appreciation of how hard it is, you know, looking after the kids so much and then helping out more and stuff like that. So it's definitely put us in a better spot. No question about it.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've noticed as well. So definitely with the couple clients, of course, um, I have also worked with people who are really struggling with just connecting, communicating. Um, libido has probably been at all-time low for a lot of couples mm-hmm. because there's a lot more stress. We're looking at May for when you say that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just gonna look generally. Yeah, yeah. Just gonna stare at the drum kit. Um,
1: <laughs> there's been a lot more stress, a lot more uncertainty, but also the fact that everybody's living together in yeah. lockdown. Especially you know, in Hong Kong, where it's like small apartments
2: yes, as well. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
1: the fact that you don't have any space from each other, it actually. Um, It actually lowers the libido because you see each other all the time. And there's less of that, um, you know, desire, as they say, it needs air to breathe. It's like a spark. It's like a fire. Yeah, of course. Just let it there. Let it breathe a bit. (laughs) <laughs> if yeah. it's like put in a matchbox like yeah. that's it it just sort of snuffs out and that's what I've been seeing as well a lot
2: or burns down the matchbox <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the brand. sex toy sa- sales went up this year yes, as well how do did? you know that I research unlike what you think I research every <laughs> single time I didn't research I her I didn't <laughs> have time but I researched the topic I love on that. Pornhub you <laughs> right. and,
1: and I think it's got to do a lot with the uh, porn viewership that's going true up
0: that also well, went up right? Yeah.
1: so I think both them work hand in hand yeah yeah
0: okay what's your theory in that just because people are like hanging at home
1: i think people are hanging at home i a lot more time at home i think people are sexually frustrated you've gotten a lot of separation between couples yeah people stranded
0: somewhere or whatever
1: um but also even for singles right it's so hard to date these days um yeah there are there aren't that many um, options. There's a higher standard of health and safety. Not many people are going out as much. Yeah. So it's harder to meet
2: people. Yeah, like the dating apps and stuff. Like people, are, I, I guess, are going through these phases, especially in Hong Kong where it's like, mm-hmm. it's, you, first of all, you can't go to bars mm-hmm. and the restaurants are shut early. Yeah. It's like, it's not that romantic that be to be like, hey, let's have a dinner that ends at 6.30. Uh, well, at it six could be a good thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It
1: could be a good thing. You could be like, well, we, I could either call it and go home or, you know, we yeah. Back Go back to, to my place. My, yeah, and As
2: someone that likes to get to bed early—that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think you make better decisions at six p.m. than at three. Two
2: a.m. Yeah, yeah. Right? I like to
1: think I might. Consi- so? I think I, I make consistently
2: <laughs> bad decisions at all times of the yep.
0: day Yep, <laughs> yep. That is true.
2: So, what's the main? Mm. You know, do, do, are you finding you're getting a lot more people speaking to you during this period, or seeking you out during this period?
1: It's gotten a lot busier now. but what, what,
2: what are your metrics on how people are coping? You mm-hmm. know, Ar- r- what earlier are the in the year,
1: it was pretty quiet for me, to be honest. Like Just mm-hmm. because I think everybody was... I think when it, the pandemic first hit in No March, one knew
0: what was happening. No one knew yeah. what was happening. Yeah, it was scary.
1: Everybody no was... No
0: one h- thought like the sex yeah. stuff just went to the back yeah. burner, basically. It's like no one is thinking about it You're now. Right.
1: Everyone was just trying to survive mentally, right? right? Like when yeah. uh, I think now people have just started to get used to the idea. Right. So now they're like, okay, life needs to go on. Sex needs to go on. Right. You know, we can't live in this state forever and now they've started coming back. So I've been seeing more clients towards the end of the year. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So and what are like some of the biggest challenges in doing your work? Like what, what do you mm. find yeah. makes it difficult?
0: Aside from doing podcasts like this with two idiots going like, what are your orgies <laughs> like? So aside from that. But that's do the people f- have different penises. Does <laughs> size the fun matter? Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff.
1: I mean that's why I have the podcast, right? That's the fun <laughs>
0: I feel stuff. like actually she's not happy with our question. She wants the hot question. Yeah, yeah, you're no, no, criticizing no, no. me for being
2: ricey and you're yeah, just yeah. like fucking dial it up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <It's laughs> boring Yeah she's like talking Talking about fucking Singapore, who gives a fuck? But I (laughs) will say, let's get to it. (laughs) The podcast is fun; like it's an under, it is a fun vibe. Yeah, yeah. And and it's interesting when you said that comedy is uh, sexual because I think that (laughs) definitely, if it's not fun, yeah, like if it's not a funny aspect to it, it's pretty sterile, right?
1: Sex is fun. I mean, sex is so uh, what is care. sex to you? Like <laughs> sex is meant to be playful, fun. You know, I think if you do watch a little bit too much porn, you just get this kind of um, I'm looking at you now. I know. You I know should. you are. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to look at <laughs> you. <laughs> you you get a little bit too much of this like better than perfect uh, you know, it's a bit unrealistic. Yeah. Huh? Um, but you know, in real life, real life sex is awkward. It's funny. Yeah. It's, um... Is
2: unusual it sound. It's not. It un- well, un- it's so also it's unscripted. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe when you do it. <laughs> we have a dress rehearsal beforehand.
0: Yeah, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, and, and Usually it's an undress rehearsal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we go, the drum kit is right there. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a fucking stage for months. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. My comedic abilities <laughs> Yeah, <promented. laughs> She's the funniest one <laughs> among yeah. the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> She's the comedian
1: on this podcast. <laughs> So I guess talking about sex, I wanted to make it fun. And also I wanted to make it accessible for people, right? So with the podcast, um, I know humor is one of the things that makes um, things easy to listen to and engaging. Breaks attention, yeah. Yes, and when you're talking about (laughs) taboo topics, right? And sex is often taboo, and it is often a topic that we fear to talk about, we're ashamed to talk (laughs) about. And when you use humor to talk about, a lot of these topics, then people want to listen. So that's why I wanted the tone to be very lighthearted and playful, but also to just reflect sex itself. Sex is lighthearted and playful, and that's what makes the best stories for sex. Um, I also wanted it to be very inclusive. So if you actually follow the podcast, I I really try to invite um, guests which have very different sexualities. Right. So I have a, a woman who's disabled on there. I have transgender. I have I mean then I just have regular guys and gals, I yeah. guess, come on and tell their stories as well. Um and I think that the the objective around that was to actually show people that there's no one right or wrong way to have sex. You know, it's just whatever there's a couple of yeah, wrong yeah, 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 yeah. I am thinking huh. of a few wrong ways. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me a wrong way. Tell me, I, I want to know. What is wrong? What is but a wrong, you, wrong yeah, way? No, no, you handle it.
0: You started have it. Sex.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested.
2: Uh, definitely with not realizing there's someone else in the house. <laughs> also, when someone ends up crying. Yeah. <laughs> also, when it's me. Okay. <laughs> there
0: you go. We give you three. Oh, <laughs> like
1: crying could be like she's crying out of joy. Uh,
0: no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good try, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really love to find the positive spin <laughs> <laughs> like if, if I was his housemate and I had a girl crying in the room after I had sex, I wouldn't be like, probably joyful.
1: Sex. <laughs> <laughs> She's is like, probably just so happy right now. Sex is a great release.
0: That's I also I, I meant to when I end up crying, not her. Oh, when yeah. you? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Does
1: that happen often?
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. No. no, no. no. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to know. <laughs> Um, so what what do you find to be the most challenging part of advising people though? Mm. Like, when does it get tricky?
1: Um, well, the cha- I guess like I don't find it um, that tricky, but what I'm finding is that I'm constantly learning because sex and sexuality is so broad and everybody that comes to me is so different. Um, so you really have to really look at the person in front of you. And y- you really have to meet them where they're at. And a lot of the times, you know, there, there's no way that I could have studied or I could know every single yeah. variation of what somebody is into. There's so many things out there that people are into. So I find that I am constantly having to uh, research my myself and, and learn from even like my colleagues. It's really good that I have a sex positive community of other educators and stuff to that I can reach out to regularly and stuff like that. So yeah, so I find that I'm constantly learning. I don't know if that's challenging, but I think it's it's a good thing for me. Um, I'm always I always have to be sort of on my feet in some ways.
0: Uh, easy question this time. Mm-hmm. What are the most common issues that you get from women and from men? Like the most mm-hmm. common question is it, or is issue? More
1: more women than yeah. men? That no, come to you? no, it's both. Um, the most common questions from women from tend both to genders, be yeah. around pleasure, right? And uh, a lot I of have the women same have <laughs> yeah, you have That's issues. That's women coming to me issues, <laughs> orgasming. Know,
2: no. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now wrong. she's like, now we're getting into the meat of it. <laughs> <laughs> Judgy McJudge. I didn't I think
1: so. I didn't think so. Um, but yes, there's a lot of women so wait have trouble them orgasming. M- okay, so like them receiving
0: orgasm. pleasure, not giving pleasure. Or both? Uh,
1: I think also there are women who want to learn, like, I guess, more skills, like get better in bed skills. Right. Um, But a lot of the women who come to me tend to be receiving pleasure, I think, for themselves. I think women in general have Mm. uh, a lot of difficulty receiving pleasure just because there is a cultural narrative that we have where women are you know in some ways meant to be the givers of pleasure and they're, they're givers of not just pleasure but givers of themselves sure. in so many roles the mother the teacher you mm. know and they find it hard to um give themselves pleasure so right. sometimes it's actually working on that level as well um i think that also uh, tends to what tends to have more women I feel tend to come to me with um, low desire low libido Mm. again just we have so many roles as women again uh, you know parents uh, you know we we have working women so and so forth and sometimes there's very little space left for the woman herself to nurture her own desire and her own libido and sometimes uh, people I, I find a lot of people in Hong Kong particularly are very stressed out so yeah um, that really takes a toll on the libido as well. Yeah. From men. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to know that? <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly. Um No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking men about. often come to me for um, for performance issues. Oh no! Now imagine. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's very and you know what I I always tell them sex is not a performance and that is actually the first thing I tell them, but you know, men are also very conditioned. That and sucks. Every time I narrative. every
0: time I go like give it up for the next guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a cultural narrative <laughs> and that condition to perform in bed. You know, it's how hard your dick is, how long you can last, how, oh. you know, and if you don't meet those criteria, then you feel you feel like I'm, you know, I'm not good in bed or I'm not pleasing the, my partner. And uh, it has a big impact on their confidence. So, yeah. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know who had to look yeah. at. So wait, that was the que- that was the <laughs> yeah.
0: question. Where is the answer? It's laser, let's let's <laughs> look that we get from yeah, you. Yeah, let's hypothetically assume question. that I'm asking
1: you that right, question. Right, right, Um, is there? Can I invoice you later, though?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I just like tag in free advice? <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Of course, I'm
0: jumping on an opportunity <laughs> uh, just for asking for a friend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a friend named Muhammad. most common name in the world. Could be anyone. (laughs)
1: so what is the answer yes um for men with performance issues yes there's no one answer Mm. uh except for what i i said it's shifting the mindset away from a performance mindset to more of a pleasure mindset yeah so if you don't think about sex as um a performance sport and orgasm as a something as like a goal-oriented activity mm. um, but you take pleasure in each moment and there's obviously lots of different techniques that you can do in that and, you know, i do a lot of mindfulness with my clients to help uh, people just enjoy the moment more um, i also encourage them not to just go straight into intercourse you know right. a, a lot of Um, people think sex equals intercourse that's it it's only sex if the penis goes into the vagina Um, and but there are so many other ways that you can have sex right and again um, you really have to learn all of these other ways you almost have to create like a a, a menu of things that you can do yeah um, that are pleasurable for you
2: and then put on a little bow tie, <laughs> <laughs> present them to the lady. Yeah, yeah. And be like, would you like to start with an um, hors <laughs> Yeah. I love how I love how you, love how you put on a fake that. French accent ladies too. <laughs> <ladies>
1: love <that>. <laughs> <laughs> they love that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ella, would you like? Uh, you you appetizer? know what? Uh, you know
1: what? I I always say actually on the podcast I say um, make foreplay the main course.
2: Interesting.
1: So you. Uh, because foreplay is always seen as an appetizer and then intercourse is seen as the main course, right? Um, And it's almost like foreplay, even the word foreplay, it seems like it's something that goes before something, right? But what about just making foreplay play? Like, what about making that the main course, making that the the actual reason why you're actually in bed together? Because for a lot of women, that really... um, a, a long foreplay and focusing on foreplay really helps them really get in the mood and get aroused, um, but secondly, it also takes away that goal-oriented performance mindset of sex.
0: That uh, I do have an actual serious question yeah. from a friend. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically not have any friends. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I have mean, so yeah. Many friends. Uh-huh. I by a friend, I mean him. So I'm just going to pretend that it's, you know, an, a friend. Ask um, her about It's basically, it, the, the whole idea is exactly what you're talking about. But he yes. said that he gets rushed by his wife. Right. Like, when he's doing that and he can see that he, she's enjoying it, yes. she's the one who always asks, let's just get to it. Like, just okay. put it in. Okay. And he was like, I mean, he's My parents
2: it. do listen to this. That <laughs> was not a question. <laughs> 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 sure, buddy.
0: Screenshot. Shot attached to the description of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. That, I don't know if that you have any comment on that. Mm-hmm. Is that common? Is that normal? What does he do? Because he's like, he's enjoying it as far as I know. Yeah. And he's like, she just wants to get it over with. So mm-hmm. she's like, he's like, she's ready. Yeah. But he's enjoying actually the foreplay or whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what happens there?
1: Well, I think that, I mean, I think you mix it up right and that is the thing that's very important to sex life and keeping desire alive libido alive keeping the spark in your relationship long term is that you mix things up novelty is so important in sex life so some maybe sometimes yeah. he puts it in and it's like fast and furious and the intense there's intensity there's passion yeah. and sometimes it's a tease it's a long burn it's slow there's no you know maybe they don't even end up having intercourse maybe they just you know, tease fool each around. other yeah. and fool around until, and then maybe until the next day, they just build up anticipation, right? And that's what is sexy. It keeps things surprising. Yeah. So it must be
2: like pretty rewarding the mm-hmm. when it when it works when you help people. I mean, you just change your yeah. life. Like it's such a massive thing yes. to figure out sex.
1: Yes, I. I mean, <laughs> I
2: imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why I quit my corporate career, I guess, because I felt like in a corporate career. I really wasn't helping anybody. I was just making rich companies richer. Um, yeah. And it didn't feel very purpose-led. So um, that's why I do what I do. And it, it does give me a buzz um, even till today. Like when somebody comes back and it really like they're having great sex or not just even great sex <laughs> just they just see
2: they're like oh Sarah
1: <laughs> 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 finally Sal, just, good to see you well, I think or they're just connecting better as a couple yeah you know, I, you know sex is sex is not just mechanics is it it's not just a physical act it's an act yeah. of connection it's an act of intimacy it's the glue that keeps your relationship together and I'm sure
2: I like the use of glue. <laughs> 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 is an analogy. It's the latex that keeps
0: your <laughs> <laughs> relationship together. <laughs> <And> less glue. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah. What, whatever the metaphor is, you know, I, I like it when I sort of couples or um, come to me and say that it really helped their relationship. I but bet. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> or okay. so people who are single. Like if they... You know, for example, like uh, somebody who had an orgasm for the first time uh, after, uh, you know, thinking that they were broken and they'd never be able to have an orgasm. Right. Uh, you know, it makes a big difference.
0: Let's yeah. uh, let's get to uh, something a little bit more mm. lighthearted. Okay. Th- tell me oh, like oh I was about th- to go the other direction. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's mix <laughs> it up a bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, taking her sh- advice of mixing sure, it up. Sure, um, sure. Go ahead. Tell me, like, one of the most awkward, like, Situations that you have seen with couples, obviously, without you know referring to who they are, we Mm -hmm. want names
1: and addresses, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like you know, funny
0: problems or awkward problems that you that were presented to you,
1: Mm, okay. Well, I Well, I actually did a whole live show ab- about this. Okay. Uh, on my podcast. Yes you should um, check out Better in Bed podcast. So yeah. Better in Bed podcast. There you go. A shameless plug there, but we did
0: not plan that at did all. Did you
1: <laughs> want to? Uh, I did a whole show. Yeah. And it seems like anal sex, particularly, is quite awkward for right. a lot of people because I we noticed that a lot of the stories that were hmm. coming in from the one of the most awkward. Sexual encounters tend to uh, tended to include uh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs> I, yeah. You have kids. Your relationship you with shit is very different. There, yeah, as I a don't know if <laughs> you wanted to go there, <laughs> but uh, that seems to be very awkward for a lot of people. Yeah. I dated a girl years
2: ago when I was in university. Who I was never seeking that out, but she was like made a point of saying, I'm never doing that because I don't want to shit all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's how it works immediately. Like, like Her view of it was like, you start and then you're covered in shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, according to the people who crowdsource like uh, their awkward stories on the live episode that has happened to quite a few people. No. But oh, yeah, but technically the uh, where you're putting like your like the gay like community has suffered enough. Exa- yeah. Yeah. Where you're putting <laughs> your penis into, which is the rectum, shouldn't if you have a, a working digestive system that sort of cleans itself regularly, you, you should actually be fine. But I think with the gay community, they do a lot of preparation before they actually have sex right so um and maybe not enough uh, airtime is given to that so they they actually clean themselves they do like little douches or enemas and stuff before um actually having prolonged anal sex which maybe is not that widespread with the heterosexual community
2: fascinating interesting <laughs> that
1: you didn't think I would go <laughs> there no no <laughs> I'm <you> know. <laughs> just confident you'd be able to handle it I just didn't know if I could handle it the comedians are speechless I was yeah we we, we really yeah, were yeah, well, totally yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're, like,
2: you're like you guys okay you're, you guys stop talking for a minute <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping for more like you know weird noises. someone said something fucked up He's in bed
2: or something like that oh, like yes. what a five year old would find exactly oh, yeah right. oh, yeah world. there you go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's actual advice oh, yeah. Yeah. okay i can do
1: five, i can do five-year-old <laughs> well. thank you I can yes five-year-old as well
0: that sounds i want to take that just as a sound bite and then yeah. blackmail you with it yeah, yeah, i right. can do five-year-old as well many times
1: <laughs> um <laughs> well uh, i think there is a lot of awkwardness when you are um in the same house as your parents oh yeah there you go uh, I, live yeah. my, I live with my mother-in-law yeah and if you are there with like a partner and you uh you know uh, i mean i had uh we had a story come in where they were sort of doing uh i guess like it was a couple they were feeling very frisky yeah um, and uh, the woman had sort of decided to disrobe and go to go up to surprise her boyfriend obviously um and of course, went into the completely the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> and lay on the bed. Yeah. And lay on the bed. And the was, dad was like
0: why? It was hello. dark. It was dark, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And and they were sleeping. Lay on the bed, and yes. Yeah. So wait, the parents <laughs> both, both were sleeping. It sleeping the parents on the bed? were sleeping. Ah, nice. Yeah. Did they figured it out. I think they figured it out. Oh, <laughs> I think they were. My, but my she was more. You're like, <laughs> after
0: 30 years, it's about time for threesome. It just <laughs> finally happened. Like, the, the dad's <laughs> like, holy shit! It finally happened. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's the only thing, thing he wished thing. for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of porn that features stepdaughters and okay. oh, oh. step, you know, stepsisters yeah. yeah. and stepbrothers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Why? Why? Two why, things in why? porn that,
2: and like yeah. Japanese porn, which, from what I can tell, is just like simulated rape of an underage right. person. Y- yeah, what's up with that? Like, do you do you feel like mm-hmm. I feel like there's stuff being revealed in what's popular in porn about society mm-hmm. th- that people are really not down to talk about, but it's pretty concerning. Yeah. Yeah. But I that guess fair?
1: what is taboo is exciting for us, right? And not always. Is that hang siblings? Th- there's a lot of thrill of the forbidden, right? And and I guess I agree fantasy, right? And yeah. porn is, and in our minds, right? We, and we don't have to act on these and make this a reality. I mean, I hope maybe i mean if you do then well that's, <laughs> that's you but like a lot of our thoughts and what we find sexy in in our brains are actually like things that tend to be a little bit forbidden and taboo so that's probably explains that but i really feel like we should ask the person who watches the most porn
0: yeah um, also his parents I, are, why? are cousins. I, uh, my parents what? are first degree cousins
1: are they yes my grandmas oh. are sisters yeah. oh okay yeah yeah wow.
2: and they have a web s- they actually have a channel
1: on but that is accepted
0: it is accepted it's probably. not accepted if it's many generations back to back so if oh, I marry yeah. my cousin yeah. and then my kid marries his cousin then right. we're having a problem
2: I'd feel if I was the kid <laughs> I'd be like you can
0: fucking judge me you did the same yeah thing. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I'd be like no don't do it yeah,
2: like you can't um, be like I don't get to do this because you did it yeah <laughs> I but I mean like
0: back in the day like yeah. royal families or whatever all over the world yeah. would just keep the bloodline pure by yeah. marrying their, their siblings sometimes yeah. even though they're yeah that's true yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know why we got into that <laughs> <laughs> she was like as a person who watches porn you're like the spirits are
2: cousins I'm like I'm gonna go hang myself <laughs> you should never have told me your parents in the podcast it was a big mistake um, but, but I like is that concerning or am I just being a prude
1: I mean, I think it's only concerning if it happens in real life. But I think that fantasy, I'm, I'm more concerned. You know, things about are like rape fantasies—if you've done it in a consensual way, right? Then it, then to me, I think that's fine because there's a Isn't lot of things that ruin the
2: fun of it, though. <laughs> 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 well, safe word paradox. Maybe, <laughs> but I think that
1: power dynamics is in, in, incredibly erotic right so there's a whole subculture i mean bdsm is all based on power dynamics and rape fantasy probably is one of the things that falls under that because there's a huge power dynamic right there um and i think in bdsm to keep everything safe all you need is safe words consensual negotiation beforehand and then happy days
2: yeah, you might freak out your neighbours a little bit.
1: Though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, my 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 parents know a fairly senior politician in Australia, mm. and they were up in Queensland having dinner. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "I left my wallet. I go get my wallet." Mm-hmm. And he goes back, and it, it was w- one of these hotels where it's like sort of three story buildings, mm-hmm. and he, he could hear. Uh, his son had obviously brought a girl back under underage son and Mm. was having sex in in their room. Eh. And so he's like, he, he climbed up the balcony Mm -hmm. and ran into the room to, Throw the light on, mm-hmm. and it was the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! Wow, what a plot twist! Oh god! Uh, nice. No, <laughs> imagine, like you said, senior like senior politician. Dude, imagine that, I, just like, that was like Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> you're, you're having like sex s- in your Senator bedroom.
2: Senator Biden, <laughs> President-elect. <laughs> Biden? is that you? Yeah. <laughs> is that you? Oh, you're not Hunter at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh Hello, God. children. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward. Like, no, oh that would win God. the prize for <laughs> Awkward Sex Moment of the Year.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming mm. on today. It is super interesting, and thank I you. feel like I have plenty to learn. I know Mo does. Uh, yeah, I do. I have a lot of research to do tonight.
1: Oh, thanks for having <laughs> me. It was so much fun. It was a
2: lot of fun. <laughs> you know, and hey, do you mind sticking around for a quick Patreon? We can mm-hmm. do that. Of course. That would be awesome.
1: All right. Thank you very much. See you
2: guys. Thanks, folks.